And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to Panelology's April Solicitations. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. It feels weird not saying an episode number, but we are once again <laughs> doing this as a standalone episode. That's right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I did just take a sip of my drink on audio, so that was wonderful for everybody, and I love you. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, odds are, mm. honestly, that gets cut out when I edit it, but if oh, not, good. everyone can enjoy that little bit of... That's ASMR, right? <laughs> I don't think somebody's getting tinglies out of that. Uh, I don't know. Clearly, I don't actually understand ASMR. <laughs> uh, comics, let's do it. Let's talk about them. Yeah. First up, in April, from Black Mask, Alice in Leatherland. Yeah. So this looks like another good, good sex-positive book. Yeah. In fact, uh, the way I saw information about this first was Stepan Shayek retweeting about it. Noise. Noise. Yeah. This is by Yolanda Zanferdino and Elisa Romboli. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is about a children's book writer who ends up moving to san francisco and uh i don't know if it's gonna be literally alice in wonderland like or <laughs> metaphorically but we get an alice in wonderland like sex romp comedy indeed uh, a sexual awakening if you will yes with sex as a way of investigating relationships and ourselves and others and our bodies and our places in the world. I am paraphrasing the solicitation text now. <laughs> Anything else to add on that? No, I'm very excited for it. It looks good. Then and we it move looks pretty. We move to Boom. Uh Magic number one. This one's all on you because I have Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Let, let, let's talk real quick about me and playing card trading card games. Okay. I got very deep into Pokemon for a long time, and then I realized I liked having money. Oh, yeah. Oh, and this Magic the Gathering will eat your money. It will eat it. Yeah. Uh, so I never got into Magic because I learned my lesson. Yeah, that's smart. And uh, yeah, I have built a wall around me and it. So you got this. I was really into it in like, I was into the aesthetic of it in high school. Mm. Like, I loved how beautiful everything was, because uh, I was a huge art nerd. But I never really got into the card game, because Poe, I was I was Poe, I was broke. Um, we were broke. And it does cost a lot of money. So in college, uh, I found a group of people who were so into it. So, so into it. And that is... Probably the first time in my adult life that I learned, uh, no, you need to save some money for paying rent and utilities instead of spending it all on some shit you like to do. Oops. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so this is 
I mean, it it seems to be following all the characters you know and love. Yeah. The journeys in Ravnica, it has planeswalkers. I mean. Awesome. I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't need to see a bunch about it. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm getting that. I'm trying to remember yeah. who was writing it. Because I remember like. uh, Jed McKay. Oh, that's right. And Igara is doing the art. Yeah, so. I remember the creative team being good. Don't be pretty. Uh, Doom, House of Atreides, Volume 1. Yes. Yes. I said Doom. Um, Dude. I even Dune. typed it in my notes as Doom. I don't know what's up with me. You poor thing. Uh, I just, I need to see this stuff on Arrakis and all that jazz. And I'm so fucking pumped for this movie. I can't even tell you. <laughs> it looks amazing. I keep meaning to go watch the original, which I, of course, have never seen. I, I, You know what? I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Every time I watch it, I'm like, no, this is good. It's stupid, but it's good. John Hodgman always speaks very highly of it. So if you both are saying this, I feel like I would definitely enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've probably seen it over a hundred times in my lifetime. I'm not sure I've seen a that... hundred movies. <laughs> I'm not sure you have either. <laughs> Uh, Brian has been reading this and has been digging it. Oh, good. Good, yeah. good, good. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm trying to wait for trade. Well, you don't have that much longer to wait. I know. I'm so excited. The Many Deaths of Layla Star. If it is written by Ram V, it is mandatory reading. And this is written by Ram V. Uh, with art by Felipe Andrade. Uh, this is about death. Who has basically been fired from her job because humans are on the verge of discovering immortality. So she is sent to live in the body of a 20-something in Mumbai. And plays her cards just right so she is alive on Earth right before the person who discovers immortality will be born. And uh, may try to stop his birth. Oh, no. Uh, I am very excited for this. There has been some art floating around for it already on Twitter, and I think maybe previews and press releases finally. And it looks so, so good. Over at Dark Horse, tell me about Apex Legends art book. <laughs> yeah, it's just the art of Apex Legends. It's a big hardcover. It's like 40 bucks. Um, and my house plays a lot of Apex. Like, a lot of Apex. I feel like your house has <laughs> gone through a number of... PUBG style games over the last couple of years. No, literally just Fortnite and Apex. Oh, I thought you guys actually did PUBG for a while. No, no. Oh. Well, I mean, the kids did. But okay. No, yeah. Um, Apex is beautiful, and it has it has a storyline. <laughs> if you watch all the seasons, if you watch all the trailers for the seasons, um, it, it's really good. And they put a lot, a lot of time and effort into this game that is free for everyone to play, and I just can't. It baffles me. How much Thanos does it have? Uh, zero Thanos. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how about Black Hammer Visions number three? Any fa any Thanos in it? Um, I can't answer that question for you, but I bet Chip could. <laughs> I'm very excited to see Chip writing a story for that universe. Yeah, I am. I am perpetually behind on this because at some point I decided eh, I'll do it in trade, and I've regretted that decision for a long time now. Yeah. But my I'm, wallet I'm hasn't. a few behind. Hey, oh, yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. Speaking of a thing you love taking all of your money, mm -hmm. fucking hell. Yep. Um, but I am very excited for this whole Visions thing. 
Yes. And I'm very excited for that Johnny Christmas art. Yes. Castlevania Art of the Animated Series. It's another art book. Does what it um, says on the tin? Yep. Pretty much. I fucking love that show. And everyone should fucking love that show, but I understand if you don't. It's about vampires and sexy times and weirdness. So I need that art. If there were a Venn diagram of Jin's interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Ginny Zero, number one. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of books. You do? (laughs) I'm going to be spending a lot of money in April, it turns out. You will. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is about the daughter of a superhero who is kind of a fuck up. She parties hard and drinks hard and all this other stuff. Um, And one day she is pretty much the only person who can save the world from kaiju and has to decide if she wants to do that. Awesome. Over at DC, we have Green Lantern number one. Which I am very excited for, slash cautiously, caustically. I am caustically optimistic. Speaking of Apex. (laughs) Uh, Slash cautiously optimistic for. I like Green Lanterns a lot in concept. But the books that tend to be more about, like, military action don't Mm -hmm. play as well to me. And those tend (laughs) to be the Jon Stewart books. But this is Jon Stewart, who I love in, like, Justice League and all that, uh, on Earth, with Teen Lantern, Kelly Quintella from Young Justice. And the solicitation text doesn't mention it, but I believe I saw in an interview that Joe Mullane from Far Sector will also be in the book. Uh, But I am here for Jon Stewart on (laughs) Earth. Doing not military stuff. Robin number one. This sp- this spins out of the backups in Batman and Detective Comics in March, uh, and is written by the sa- written and drawn by the same creative team, Josh Williamson and Gleb Melnikov. And this is about Damian Wayne striking out on his own, ignoring both sides of his lineage and doing his own thing. It introduces new characters and. All of that. And I'm excited to see, like, Damien being his own character. Yeah, it's always really excited when, like, a 13-year-old decides to fight to the death of their own decision. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we say that sounding like it's a joke, but I just finished rereading Animorphs and also, what, Hunger Games and (laughs) all of that exists. So it's not exactly, like... That far out of the norm in pop culture. No. Um, just normally when the movie happens, they're cast with a bunch of, you know, 17, 18 year olds, not 13 year olds. Or 20 somethings pretending to be. Or that. I was being generous to filmmakers. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, little known character Batman, The Dark Knight. Mm. This made both our lists. Good. Because it Tom I, Taylor. I mean, it's always good when more Tom King. Oh, Tom Taylor. Right. You did it. You did the thing that Twitter does. (laughs) One, two, Tom, stand before you. I just love that now it's going to be even more confusing. You know, the guy who wrote Batman. Yeah, Tom Taylor. At least least now when Tom Taylor takes a cab and the driver says, hey, I loved your Batman run. Tom can just believe he's talking about his (laughs) Batman run. 
Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I love Tom Taylor. I do too. Uh, this is a six-issue miniseries about Batman globe-trotting around, well, at least Europe-trotting? <laughs> UK-trotting? Okay. He's having a Euro trip. Yes. Um, Hopefully he doesn't make out with his sister. I mean, he would have to have a sister first? We don't know. He could make out with his brother. It's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Batman, the next Batman, Second Son. Uh, this is continuing John Ridley's tenure writing Batman. And art is by Tony Akins, Travel Foreman, and Mark Morales. This is actually debuting in February 1st as a digital series. And then being collected in single issues in April. Starting in April. There will be four issues. Uh, if you haven't been reading John Ridley's Batman stuff, it is super, super good. Uh, I think the next Batman is one of the strongest uh, future state titles. And I'm really excited to see him do more. Last DC book, R-W-B-Y slash Justice League. <laughs> it's Ruby. Ruby. It's Ruby. <laughs> it's a Rooster Teeth cartoon. Um... I I like Rooster Teeth, I like Ruby, and I like the Justice League, and I can't wait to see the Justice League characters drawn in the Ruby style because, oh my goodness, also, Blake Belladonna <laughs> interacting with Diana is probably my new favorite uh, thing that I'm imagining lately, <laughs> so thanks for that. Yeah, I uh, do not know Ruby, although I've been told by a couple of people now that I would probably enjoy it. Yeah. Um... But the Justice League crossover books of late, and I'm thinking Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, have all been really solid. So I expect that would be too. Yeah. At Image, we have issue number one of four of Helm Greycastle, which is sort of a swords and sorcery book, except uh, set in, uh, it, it is described in the solicitation as Latinx fantasy. Uh, set in Mexico with sort of an Aztec flavor. Nice. Um, I saw a lot of buzz around a Kickstarter for this, and the uh, the print edition will include a one-shot RPG that is 5e compatible, uh, written by Tristan J. Tarwater with art by Jin Vaughn. I don't think I said the writer and artist on the book are Henry Barajas and Brian Valenza. Um... But this sounds like something fun and different, and I know there's a lot of really positive buzz already for it. Nice. Then we have The Silver Coin, uh, another book that made both our lists. Yes. Which is sort of the inversion of the the, the Ice Cream Man idea, or not Ice Cream Man, haha idea, I guess, where you have a writer with multiple artists on an anthology. This is multiple writers all drawn by a single artist. Yes. And who is the first writer and who is the artist for the series? Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to ask me about the artist first. And I'm like, it's fucking Michael Walsh. I'm here for this. It is. And who's the first, the first writer? Chip. It's Chip. It's anything Chip writes, I'm going to get. That's uh, right. But April solicitations are a Chip <clears throat> double dip. That's right. But it's also got Kelly Thompson and Ed Brisson and Jeff Lemire. So I'm yeah. pretty fucking stoked. A bunch of Canadians and Kelly Thompson. <laughs> uh, we also have the Decorum hardcover. I was pleased to see this announced because I had recently thought, whatever happened to that book? 
yeah, me too. <laughs> That's exactly what went through my head. And then, boom, there it is. Yeah, I, I feel like it fell off my radar entirely after the, like, April-May comics hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'd always planned, I think, to do it in trade, in hardcover. I freaking didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, here we both are now. <laughs> yep. At Marvel, we have The Mighty Valkyries, number one of five. Which I imagine we'll be picking up from the Return of the Valkyries miniseries that's happening right now. Uh, same creative team, Jason Aaron, Torn Grunbeck, and Mattia De Eulis. And uh, it is Jane and other Valkyries dealing with rumors of beasts stalking the souls of Midgard and Loki in some capacity. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like he tips her off to this, but it's Loki. Who who knows what Loki's going to do? Uh, not even Loki, honestly. No, usually not. He makes it up as he goes. Yep. Uh, the Women of Marvel number one. This is sort of like the Marvel Voices. It's an anthology one-shot uh, with a really solid creative team, including Natasha Altarisi, Sophie Campbell, Nadia Shamas, Elsa Sjonsson, Antul, and more. Uh, art by... Eleonora Carlini, Joanna Estep, Skylar Patridge, Kezama, and more. And it's, it's, I don't know. I've been enjoying these one-shots. I partly grab them also because I hope that they spin off more books and more create more work for these creative teams. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow, number one of four. We triple dipping, bitch. We did triple dip. If you believed me when I said it was a double dip, I lied. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going on in this book, but it's probably something venomy, based on the cover. <laughs> um, I just needed to see Chips writing more Spider-Man, and yes. I'm, I'm here for it. So this is Marvel's first effort in an attempt to revive What If, Ooh. but rather than doing single one-shots... Uh, they're doing prestige miniseries. So this nice. is a prestige miniseries. Uh, this issue is 40 pages. Uh, basically imagining what if Peter Parker put on the symbiote suit and never took it off. Nice. And they are leading with Chip because Chip writes excellent prestige Spider-Man. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, last Marvel book. Something I have been looking forward to for like a year now since we got the first tease of it in X-Men. Uh, this is Way of X number one. It is written by Cy Spurrier with art by Bob Quinn. And this is about Nightcrawlers starting a Krakoan religion. <laughs> uh, I am so here for this. It is not even funny. And finally, from Vault, uh, Radio... I didn't see Vault books. Okay, so Vault has not released their April solicitations, but there was a press release and a salvo of PR for this book. Okay, all right, all right, acceptable. Yeah. Um, this is called Radio Apocalypse. It is written by Ram V. Art is by Anand Radhakrishna. Letters are, are by Aditya Bidikar, and the designer is Tim Daniel. It is the Graffiti's Wall and Blue and Green creative team. This is something that this creative team has been working on for a while and is getting back to 
And a lot of the conversation I have seen about it has either been the team talking about sort of its roots being in reading early Gillen McKelvey stuff or reading Kieran Gillen's newsletter talking about how excited he is for it. Uh-huh. So if you enjoy Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey's work, like this seems like a book that is is playing in the same space. In fact, the Vault does the like throwback covers for their first issues. The the throwback variant for this is actually based on the phonogram cover art for the first issue. Nice. Yeah. So it is one big circle. Cool. Yeah, that's everything I've got. You got anything else? No, that's it. Cool. Uh, that is it then. That is April. If we have missed anything you are excited for, feel free to drop us a letter at bit.ly slash panelology mailbox, capital P, capital M, or tell us on Twitter. We are at panelology. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. Go read comics. Mm-hmm.